0: Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris empty And I'm Jaden McKinley. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, today we're going to be diving in, talking about uh, a big block Cummins. And if you don't know what the big block Cummins is, hold on to your seats. This is a pretty wild story. Chris, uh, we were here when, when this truck first came in and when this idea first started getting floated around.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'll give a quick synopsis. So. 2016 i want to say roughly 2016 uh we started flirting with the idea of getting into ucc i think 2015 we had offered to get in with a regular cab lb7 uh that we had taken out to the texas mile uh it made about a thousand horsepower on a big twin turbo kit and a healthy set healthy fuel system uh but as time went on even through 2015 we realized uh, it was not going to be competitive at UCC. They were hitting yep. too big of numbers too early on. The Cummins guys were just owning that. Yep. This is like LeVon Miller's like second year of crushing it yep. at UCC. So,
1: and coming off of multiple wins at Diesel Power yeah. Challenge. So
0: yeah, yeah. three P. I think three P did at Diesel Power Challenge and yep. then was already on his second win at UCC. So we decided, hey, let's get out of this Duramax everybody's fucking with cummins nick had this crazy idea let's not do a five nine or a six seven let's pull an engine out of a semi and use that in a truck
1: he Um, so he propositioned me for a project like this two years prior in my oh seven five nine yeah and he's had this like he had this idea just kind of brewing in the back of his mind for a while um you know so fast forward craigslist deal that went south ended up turning around and we have this cool silver 3500 ram with a flatbed what do you mean craigslist
0: deal that went south
1: uh so (laughs) i was i was sent uh to the south side of the chicago okay to go look at a truck that uh was sent to me in a sales ad that nick's like dude this is a good deal and um Truck looked nice in the photos. Go there to go look at it. Uh, dude lives in Illinois, has a Michigan uh, dealer dealer tag, you know, dealer license, whatever. Um, go to look at the truck. The truck is a bone stock, you know, 100-some-thousand-mile vehicle. The key doesn't come out of the ignition. There is a push-button start jumping the whatever ECM security to get the starter to engage And that was the first, and and it was just like a red push button that was just dangling in the dash,
0: right? Yeah, it wasn't even mounted. Yeah, no, it was just two wires hanging down to a push button that you had to hold to actually push it. So, me and a
1: buddy went down to go look at this thing, drove it around, drove nice. The the push button thing kind of wigged me out, right? Um, We come back, park it, I, you know, negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Looking over the truck again, go to refire it up after it's been sitting, and no crank, no start. So, banging the button, nothing. Key, of course, doesn't do anything. Now there's a truck that I'm halfway through purchasing that's sitting in a lot of a random bank that does nothing. Um, with a guy who says he has a dealer license in Michigan, barely speaks, you know, <laughs> fluent English for that matter. It was just a shit situation. So I'm irritated. Uh, yeah
2: so i'm sitting there
1: i'm sitting there pissed off like wasted like a thursday you know i'm out here whatever i call nick i'm like yo like this isn't gonna work out here are the reasons why like truck doesn't even start like i'm i'm fucking done like i'm leaving well you know take your emotion out of this relax typical nick line for me and uh you know let's let's figure this out i'm like no no there's (laughs) there's nothing to figure out i'm leaving like i'm not doing this i'm not coming back with the trailer i'm not coming back i'm not fucking with this guy i'm done so I leave, probably get about 20 minutes out and the seller of the truck calls back says, "Hey, you know, one of the wire grounds for the push button had fallen out. It wasn't making contact. That was the issue. It starts and runs. Come back, I'll make it worth your while. Let's make a deal." So, because I'm a good person, of course I call, you know, my boss back say, "Hey, the guy was able to get the truck started. I really don't want to turn around." He goes, "No, you're turning the fuck around."
0: Do you know I have gone out for for years before yeah. you started, I was the guy who went out to go look at these project trucks, yeah. and every single time I call back and said this isn't a good deal, we should walk away. Yeah. He said go buy it, yeah. and every time I call back and said yeah. I don't know, it's pretty cheap. Like I had this LB7 that was like clearly blown head. So reverse
1: psychology or something. And I was
0: like, hey, it, it the guy wants like three grand for it, like. I'm here with a tow truck. We paid a tow truck yeah. to drive out to Indiana. You no, want me to just come home just with this pass. thing? He's like, no, just pass. Yep. It sounds like a headache. So, uh, so yeah, um, I'm really glad you took that over. So
1: we ended up getting getting it back. <laughs> yeah, well, that <laughs> retired from that. Um, but yeah, short story, we ended up bringing it back. Uh, the truck ran and drove. Got it for a real good price. I mean, market value in a truck like that back in 2015 was, you know, for a four wheel drive truck was still you know thirty forty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, and I I want to say we were in the teens for this truck, and uh, had a real nice flatbed, I mean, tire tread was nice, I mean, it was a work truck, right, you know, tradesman edition, but it was a nice truck. And um, we brought it back, we called it Silverback, uh, was the nickname for the truck. We found some 22 and a half semi-wheels that were shaved down to 22 and slapped them on there, and I mean, we ripped that thing for a solid year. And, uh, you know, it's crazy to think back, and you think of, like, 2014, I started with this company in 2014, and all of everything that happened in 2014 2015 and maybe a bit of 2016 seems like it was a 10 year span but it was really just in a couple of years sure, you know sure sure um, so the truck you know from what i remember it did a lot of sitting it did some dynoing you know it just kind of was like a, a sure reversal truck
0: engine's back and forth to five first it did for a for
1: a minute yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh you know, again, this UCC idea came about and there was an, an auction and we found a, you know, a, a semi with an eight, nine liter and we're like, yo, th- this is, this is the truck, right? It was cheap enough that we were able to get it for the right price. We can make some money back because it, it was a cab chassis 3500. So it had the Eisen Trans and the 6.7 Cummins, um, you know, which we were able to sell those things and recoup a really good good portion of the money that was initially invested into the purchase price of the truck.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, budget was a real big concern up front in the planning stage. Oh yeah.
1: And then I just remember thinking, how do you how do you piece a motor like that? Like that engine's got to be so much bigger compared to a 6.7 liter. And then the initial process started and we had the 89 and we had the 6.7 standing up right next to one another. yeah, And it really wasn't that big of a difference. You know, you're talking maybe an inch and a half height difference and about two, two and a half inches, uh, maybe three inches max depth, you know, length difference, which, I mean, as we're talking here, and I mean, Jaden chime in, that's not much, but when it's in the engine bay, I guess it is. Oh, yeah,
2: especially with (laughs) the way Dodge likes to tuck the engines underneath the firewalls.
1: Yeah, so from from a sales guy, like, it's not much. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's it's not much. But, um, you know, it was a really cool project being part of that early on. There's a lot of, you know, Cummins Forum stuff, and we've done podcasts, kind of.
0: Well, I remember when they did the initial planning, I remember seeing... uh Jason and Ryan Worley show up one day, and Nick—I yeah. uh, want to say—in Rendon go into the conference room and close the door so yeah. that they could, like, map out this master plan. Now, UCC, obviously, our listeners have heard us talk about UCC a lot. You got a drag race, you got a dyno, you got a sled pull. You earn points for each of those events, and then yep. at the end, they total them all up and see who wins. Back then, the racers were scattered. UCC oh, always has been mostly. The- guys who know how to race or have yeah. a race truck and then figure out a way to do the other events. But but there was this idea that nobody was good at sled pulling. And well, I think for the first several years of UCC, that was very true.
1: I mean, I think the theory with, with the game plan that they put together was horsepower and torque is a combined number. Yep. Right, we had this elusive crazy horsepower number that we wanted to achieve, but knowing about the displacement and the turbo configuration that was going to back into a killer torque number, which you know, we'll we'll get into. Yeah. And who gives a shit what we do with the drag strip? Let's kill it at the sled pull. That's what we want to set the truck up for. Let's maintain our Midwest roots and and stick to that, and that's the recipe for success.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> But <laughs> this truck, we'll just, we'll, just we'll, we'll give a little bit of a spoiler early on. This truck has never competed in UCC. No, it's been to UCC though. It's been to UCC for show
1: the year that yes. we had some issues, which we'll um, get into.
2: It's just misleadingly named the UCC truck. Well, Nobody. We
1: still talk about that to this day, Jaden. Yeah. Like, why do we call it? That was the purpose of. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. never There's, been a yeah. UCC
0: truck. We're trying to rebrand it as the Big Block Cummins. Yeah. That's. I don't Bob know. Bob I don't know that, I don't
1: know. It has. <laughs> Better roots is the pawpaw paw truck at this rate.
0: Jesus. Um, okay. We'll get it. Paw <laughs> So so this truck was was a mo- it, it was a monster of a project yeah. because as WC Fab came into the picture, this idea that like, well, any fabrication idea you have is now possible. It's mm. no longer like what can we do in our shop or what can our, our mechanics who all have some sort of fab background, right? Jason, yeah. you've you've welded shit. I guess that's fab. Oh yeah. Um
1: Oh, you can weld? Yeah you're, <laughs> yeah, you're a
0: fabricator, right? I think that's about the standard we had prior, uh, and then WC Fab came into the picture, and it was like, well, all of these crazy ideas are now possible. So
1: it goes, it goes further than that, though. You have to think, right? We have an older truck ECU, not from that truck. Yep. Right. We have an engine, not from that truck. Right. We have a transmission, not from that truck. We have the injector pumps that are operating that engine's fuel system not originally from that engine okay and how do you get all that to work that's a standalone harness right there's all of these things that are those small attention to detail there's really nothing on that truck that you can go and just buy everything from the exergy to the whirly to what we did in house everything is a one-off and there was no blueprint or pathway to say, hey, this is going to work or this is how you do it. That's right. And that's the big thing to take away, I think, from something like this.
0: Yeah. So, Jaden, talk to us a little bit about the first time this was together. Uh, I don't think you were with the company yet, but I think you're brushed up on the history of it. Um, We put this truck together. What did the first configuration look like? So, like, initially out of the semi or after the the motor got built? Yeah, after the motor got built and got put into the truck. Once they had the truck together, what was
2: the build? So I think at that point it was almost ten and a half liters, right? Yeah, ten point four. I'm pretty sure. But the what the that was still original rods. though. we were on stock rods with that. Yep,
1: did a did a stock rod, and then uh, yeah, yeah, the, the basically different sleeves in the block, bigger piston to get to that displacement, some custom studs. Worley did a you know real crazy triple S500 yeah. turbo kit on it, so.
0: Yeah, so so the triple S five hundred kit. I think that's what everybody sees first when you pop the hood on. They this don't. Thing. They see two. That, that is They yeah. get confused. I, you, have to, you have to point out the third one.
1: You have to point out the one in the back. Um, I didn't see it at first
2: either. When yeah. I, first time I ever seen the truck, I was like, oh, twin turbos. And Tommy's like, no, there's three in there. You have to like, I
1: Spy. Oh, you sure, have to there spy. it is. Yeah. Which is cool because it's on a, you know, a custom tubular header setup. I mean, everything that they did was super, super unique. You know, Xergy came in and did some custom one off injectors. You know, they don't deal with ISL, ISM, you know, style injectors. And then to say, hey, we need the output equivalent to a 500% over. Um, the one thing that unique with that specific engine. Is yes, it's a common rail, but it doesn't run a CP3. So, um, like any other Cummins, you know, you have your factory pump and the factory location. It sits uh, off the driver's side of the engine, off the front cover. Um, if you attention to detail wise, if you look at that engine, it's actually welded and capped off altogether. And we have two pumps that are uh, externally ran, you know, with a belt off, you know, the front balancer. And um, they are overdriven to maintain the appropriate, you know, volume of fuel that's needed for the power that we were hoping to achieve, and those are two 14-millimeter pumps. So, when you pop the hood on that thing, there are some crazy effing fuel lines, and there's these crazy pipes, and there's, you know, the, uh, you know, the guillotines, you know, the shutoffs for yeah. the S500s. Like, there is just some crazy stupid shit going on on that thing.
0: Well, even just when it's sitting there with the hood closed and the... the Air to water intercooler just sitting in front casing of the is cut just, up grill, yeah, cut yeah. through the grill and, and yeah. sticking out with yeah. a big WC Fab Logo on it. It looks nasty,
1: and it's crazy because you get under the truck and you see this like crazy one inch garden hose going from the engine to the back of the car mm-hmm. to the trunk or the trunk, the bed of the truck, and v- vice versa. And you know, we have like metal, uh, bent lines for you know, trans fluid and the, the water tank, and it's just it's literally this frankenstein truck and i remember the first initial test drive in that truck i remember the first spool up in the parking lot of the old shop in that truck and the sound that that thing makes and the the aggressiveness the just robustness of that truck you can tell that you know you, you can't you can't hide the cubic inches of that engine no just like you can't no. hide the cubic inches of you know any gasoline big block anything like that you hear a big block or big displaced motors you know it's a big displaced engine
2: oh, especially yeah. just idling in the shop I mean, oh it's it got echoes it's just it's like, it, it just it.
1: you know that is the first time where i understood and i've been around automotive you know for a you know better part of half my life over half my life now um I came from the world of you know small displaced motors add turbochargers make up the difference. You know, it's cool. Um, I now, at you know thirty three years of age, like, you know cubic inches is the best way to make power. and uh, that truck and that theory that Nick was able to prove to me, you know, taking, you know, 10 liters of displacement, that comes out, comes out to what, 630, 640, 640 something, 40, like something like that, and you can get an S500 turbocharger to spool up at 14 1,500
2: RPM is just stupid. Yeah. It's the age old saying, there's no replacement for That's
1: displacement. That's exactly it. And I remember- That is
0: the driving motto of has, this truck, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, there's, more is better. Yeah. And I remember
1: I remember being like, man, how is that even possible? And he's like- there's fucking Folgers coffee cans pushing up and down, you know? It's like the size (laughs) of the piston, you know? But, um, you know, we ended up not making it very far. You know, I think like a week before UCC, 20, my mind's a blur. I don't know if 2015 was the first year or if it was 2016 was the first year, but whatever the first year was, it was that following year that we were going to be bringing the truck.
0: Yeah, 16, 16, 17 rings true to me. And,
1: uh... You know, we had a misfortune. There's a video on YouTube. Oh, well, You know, we were, we documented all of it, but uh, yeah, we there was a stock rod in that motor. Motor went out the side of the block, ate the block, ate the cam. Rods I mean, were all it, mangled. It
0: exploded the back corner of the block apart. Like yeah. just just to, so that people know, this wasn't like a little hole in the piston no. or like a knocking rod, and you pull it apart and you have like bananas for rods. You're like, oh, uh-huh. how terrible is this? No, 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 no. This was an explosion that happened that blew the piston and rod through the back corner yeah. of an 8.9 liter block or, or whatever you want to call it at that point. Um, I'm
1: pretty sure 8.3 and 8.9 are the same block, which yeah. is cool. It's just, you know, rod, piston, whatever. But, yeah, regardless, an ISL, ISM block, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it crazy. dropped it apart. And we had that block sitting around the shop for, for years. Yeah. It may still be floating around on a pallet somewhere, but we actually- We're going to
1: reuse it one day, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, we actually hauled that truck uh, from Chicago all the way down to Indianapolis for Such UCC. Such a far drive.
1: Such a far drive.
0: I, for me, bro, <laughs> 30 minutes is like my max. and in, right. in, in, Yeah, that's my commute. Uh, but but we hauled it all the way down on a trailer just to have it at our booth at UCC yeah. so we could show people like, hey, we, we built it. It was really cool. <laughs> it is real. Look, it's got a 10-foot bed and cool wheels. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I think that's something we could back into, right? Like the truck is unique when the engine was being swapped. You know, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves with all of this, but you know, it, it runs a 47RE transmission, you know, from Firepunk with a reverse manual valve body with a ratchet shifter. Yep. It has a full cage. Um, the bed was extended two and a half feet and the, the frame and the bed was. So it's a regular cab, extra long bed you know like it's yeah it is a unique truck and it 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 has a set of 35s (coughs) and it has 22 inch wheels like it it's proportioned in its own right but it's very unorthodox when you look at it
0: so many people look at that truck too and don't like if you catch it from the wrong, from the like back angle yeah. sideways, you'd be like, Oh, that's just a regular cab yeah. six seven because that's kind of what it looks like. And then as you start to look at it, you're like, Oh, wait a minute, why doesn't the bedliner fit? And they had to like extend and yep. do this weird cut yeah. with this extra <laughs> two feet of bedliner back here and like, yep. Oh, wait, why is this radiator standing sideways and sticking out of this bed and blocking the back oh, window? Yeah. And yeah. What's this big tank that looks like it should be for fuel, but I believe is for water here the in the back? The other weekend, I like, caught somebody
2: walking by, and they were no, I, that radiator in the bed draws all the attention in the world. But they were walking by, and I heard the guy go, like, "I didn't know they made it." Uh, Dually long bed like that in a single cabin. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, like they didn't. Well, you were, <laughs> yeah. we're we're going to get to that part of this because that's where you
1: get to shine and talk about stuff that we've never had the experience because we never got behind the wheel of that thing at a sled pull and you did. Yeah. So you know, we'll fast forward. Let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So we window the 10.4 liter blows up. They do another motor. They do this crazy again Frankenstein one off John Deere connecting rod dry sump oiling system 10 liter displacement. This time. it only took a year to build. It. Right. only took a year i mean that's actually not bad yeah, considering the resources that we had at that time yeah. um but we get this thing together and it just sits it just sits we we really didn't do anything with it and a I want to say we got the vehicle together like 2018 ish. Sounds right. Um, we wanted to go sled pull, and the sled pull sanctions that we wanted to pull, and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. You, this truck is not legal for anything. I didn't it, it's it's too heavy. It's too long. It's too this. It's too that. It doesn't have the original motor. You're not. Like, we you're also not didn't
0: have any of the safety shit on the initially. You know what, initially. fuck, fuck yeah. the safety shit. We just want to have a little bit of fun <laughs> with our friends.
1: So, short story, we ended up improving the vehicle, doing you know drive shaft loops, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And uh, 2019, we went to this, local to us, right, with ISP, and the, the town is called Paw Paw. And uh, it's a really cool um, sled pull event. It's hosted literally in the middle of a town, uh, behind some people's homes, in front of a church. Like it's there, just
0: there are there are residential homes across <laughs> the street. There is a bean field at the end of it. So you, so you pull into a bean field. It's and, literally your typical. You and there and there video, is there is an, an elementary school on the other side of you. Like, is your... That's where you are.
1: It is your typical Illinois small town. Yes. And this field is, or this sled pull track is literally crammed in a field behind someone's house and it's it's a fun Fun time!
0: It, it's one of the best atmospheres I've ever it been is. at. First and it's the end, we, we one go of to the like last county pulls. fairs and oh, stuff yeah. like that, and like the grandstands and all that. It's it's a cool setup, and I, I get it, but it, it does not have the intimate feeling of no. of like a small town pull no. like Paw Paw. Oh, and and I, they say the entire town's there. The, the entire, entire town. town is
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I feel like they strategically set that up towards the end of the year for that reason because the county fairs are fun. Don't get me wrong, but I've never gone to like our Boone County Fair or our McHenry County Fair, Lake County. Fair and be like oh man like you know this is a homey feel and we live in those bordering towns yeah you go somewhere like Paw, and it's like you know you feel at home like well, it feels also, very yeah. normal
0: you also you're so close to the spectators in Paw yep. compared to the fairgrounds yep where like you can hear the hear the cheering oh, at yeah. the truck yep. like yep. that's a rare feeling no, to is. be there
1: now i remember 2019 we had the truck out Right? Yeah. that was like it was a brush pull they just you know we could hook up and just showcase exhibition only we weren't yeah. in a
0: class and
1: uh, nick was super excited to get it out you know it was, it was a purpose a reason to get it out and uh i remember the truck pulling up the announcer announcing it and the crowd dead ass silent right yeah. they just wanted to see this thing go down and i don't think i've seen any other truck there that day that maintained and got up to speed and as quickly as that truck did, and then just the sled was nothing to that thing. Like that thing just fucking dragged the trailer, dragged the sled across the field, across the, you know the, the course, right? Whatever you want to yeah. call it, like it wasn't even there. And then you know had another failure, but not the motor this time.
0: Right. Well, I I just. So, so I got to be lucky enough to hold the camera down at the end of the track yeah. that day. And as this thing screamed, and I do mean screamed, we talk about turbos uh, making whistle noises and, and all this. Yeah. You've never yeah. fucking heard something like this. Three S591s uh, at full tilt with him all the way on the throttle. Wow, dude,
1: I'll tell you what,
0: Barreling was- towards you. I generally make fun of sled pulling because I say it's like, it's twenty miles an hour. How yeah. how exciting could it be to watch? No, this was fucking exciting.
1: I'll tell you what. I know what it's like. You know, I've, I had I've owned a Duramax. I've owned a Cummins that had you know S five hundreds in them, and just the single five hundred. The sounds that they make is oh, yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, that is nothing, nothing compared to what that truck sounds like. Those chargers, that engine, uh, that expelling exhaust note coming out the tailpipe is just. You can't put into words because you can't experience it because there's nothing else like it to experience. You have to see that firsthand.
0: That's right. All right, super mechanic Jaden. What went wrong on Nick's sled pull? What failed? So it actually the it looked like the transfer
2: case had broke, but it was at the tail housing of the forty seven completely snapped off. and because the I think originally what happened, it's hard to say what came first, the chicken or the egg, but the dry the rear drive shaft wrapped up and I think oh, yeah. that caused it to bind, put all the load on the front drive shaft and it just the tail housing was nothing. I mean, it snapped the tail housing right off the transmission. The video
1: was violent. The video yeah. that you gained at the end, of, uh, that you captured at the end of the track, like there was, it was just
2: yeah. The it came truck, out with force.
1: I don't know what mile an hour the truck was doing, but I guarantee that thing was forty mile an hour going down the track. It looked like and it was. It. it was fast and. To any non-sled pullers out there, <laughs> that yeah. that's quick. Real, <laughs> Twenty is fast. fast. Twenty is 20 fast. Twenty is yep. fast. That a sled and pull. this thing's yeah. just booking, going down the track, and all of a sudden you hear a ping, pop, and a doom, and the truck just dead in
0: its fucking and track. And that crowd go, "Oh, yeah, yeah." But I mean, the
1: thing—if that hadn't happened, that truck oh, was, was yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent, and. um yeah, you know, I remember that. I remember we, you know, the whole staff was there that day. You know, yep. everyone upstairs, a bunch of the guys down in the shop, and that was just one of those. That's one of like those last uh, pre-COVID, you know, sled pulls that we had gone to. Yeah. You know, and it was it was a great great time, and it was cool to showcase the truck, but. Definitely not so great for the pocketbook side of things, you know, and the repairs as far as that goes. Well,
0: that's I laugh because in the beginning, it's like budget was such a big talk when yeah. we first started talking. We have to sell this asin so we can afford this project, and then as we start to build it, it's like budget's just a joke. Yeah. Budget's yeah. just like just a word. It, 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 it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now then then COVID hit, so 2020 happens. People are working from home. Business is going gangbusters. Guys are still buying parts for their trucks. But, like, really, this project was in the background. There was no UCC that there was, year.
1: There was a good, I mean, Jaden, I mean, this is, at this point in time, you know the timeline. But there was a good two and a half, three years of dust on that truck.
2: Yeah, when I when I first started the truck, yeah, they said there was, I mean, clearly a decent level of dust <laughs> on it. It hadn't been touched in a while. There
0: was no transmission in it. We no ripped, drive shafts. We
1: ripped parts out of the truck for customers' trucks.
0: Yeah, to I not that. Didn't, know? didn't we fix the trans? And then sell that fixed trans? Yeah we, yeah, we
1: had another trans done, and we ended up selling it to a really good customer of ours out in Michigan who wanted to do, um you know. Oh,
2: yeah, with the uh, L7. Yeah,
1: call it a Duraflight. i probably aging myself saying that, but basically putting a, a uh, you know, a 47 in a Duramax. Yeah. So, yeah, he ended up doing that, and wanted to ditch the Allison. And we, that was also uh,
2: a fast truck. That,
1: that was a cool truck, too. Much smaller turbos, not as cool noise, but oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so we did that, and you know, I, honestly, like the last m- few months or whatever of getting the truck back together, I just remember seeing the truck being worked on, but I had no idea that they were, you know, planning anything to actually think
2: out. that truck coming in was the only reason the trans got built because DJ was already in 47 mode. That's true, you that. just did them both at the same time,
1: so. Let's fast forward to what happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, for one, you know nothing against you. I mean, yeah. you're a great mechanic. You do great work. How did you sell Nick on you taking the truck up?
2: <laughs> I think it was. I didn't sell him at all on me taking it. I just kept harassing him. Okay, because I was like, dude, we did all this work. You know, we put all trans in it. It's, just, it's sitting there. All- damn
1: you're good (laughs) you're good well what
2: i really got him was i i fired it up and took it out in the parking lot because he was complaining that the shifter wasn't lining up with the gears properly so i went and adjusted all that and i was like hey why don't you take it for a ride make sure it's shifting good you know i i don't have a lot of seat time in this thing i don't know how it's exactly supposed to feel you know so he got out there and next thing you know he's building boost and does a couple launches in the parking lot and he came back in and this is probably still two months out he came back in with a smile on his face. And I was like, yeah, how'd it do? She's like, he was like, it felt real good. <laughs> so that's what, that's, that I think, I don't even think Sud pulling started yet. And I was like, so what do you think about us maybe making a hook on it? And he's like, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. So then, uh, again, I just kept poking the bear, poking the bear. I was like, hey, you know, paw, paw, I mean, you know, we can take it out. A lot of people have been asking about it. Yeah. And, you know, you just typically go, yeah, maybe. And then it was well, something, we were doing something, and I brought up the truck again to him. I was like, yeah, you know, what about the UCC truck? And he kind of just did his, you know, quiet nod, and I'm like, Ooh, that might mean something. Yeah. Because usually it's an all right, like, he's like, sar- clearly sarcastic, or it's an outright no. But this yeah, time yeah. he did the old, and it's like, <laughs> maybe I will get him out there. And at this point, I'm still thinking, I'm just going to get him to show up. I'll yeah. take the power stroke or whatever, and. You know, get a bunch of people out there, and then I don't know where he came up to me, and he's like, "So I'm tossing around the idea of having you pull the UCC truck," and I was like, "Right away, I like, that's a great idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're so fucking smart, man." So did
1: he get you on the hook for if it breaks, you fix it?
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: Uh, okay, so yeah. there's for He's like, deal, "Well, it's most likely
0: an gonna break." It. I mean, yeah. here's what's funny though: if he drove it and it broke, Jaden be the guy to fix yeah, it. Yeah. So better. it's like really like well nothing the, changed. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So how did that? How did that day go? What happened?
2: So it. I mean, man, is it a difference compared to, like, pulling the power stroke or a you know a relatively stock truck? I had to buy 20 bags of ice just to keep the, the chill tank cold because, yeah. <laughs> of course, we, oh, my God, hottest day of the weekend or hottest day of the year it seemed like. I mean, it was 96 degrees or something, super hot. There is no shade cover in Paw. No. So whatever. I mean, it was a good time. We go out there. Trying to, like, figure out where we're in because, again, we're exhibition hooking. the thing is 1,500 pounds over the heaviest truck class. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's like, you can't even shave that weight if you wanted to. So, I finally I meet up with uh, a couple of the tech guys to get where I am. So, I'm pulling roughly halfway through the day. And I think we were there six or seven hours. So, I mean, it's like three and a half, three, three and a half hours after we unload, I finally pull. So, a lot more, like, involved with, like, keeping an eye on the ice tank, kind of keeping temps up but not i don't want to get the trance super hot because you know again it's just a lot of stuff because i wasn't used i'm so used to the stock format where this is like purpose-built race i'm like i'm checking all these things and whatever everything goes pretty good and we get up to the line and rolling up and man it it was hot and a fire suit and a helmet and that day no ac no airflow really through the cab it's like oh my god
1: which just adds to the
2: nerves and yeah, adds yeah. to the. Yeah, so whole. I'm, I'm thinking of everything and go, and everybody that talked to me about this truck was like, yeah, it's going to break. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, it might break. They're like, yeah, yeah you're going to break it. Yeah. And then I think the, I don't think the bet was on if I was going to break it, it was on what I was going to break. So you get to the line, and like you said, the power of the thing. The way it came out of the hole, I never felt anything like it. I mean, it, it came out of the hole is like, yeah, I was drag racing. Like, there was nothing even back there. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and surprise thing lights super fast. Like, you would think three S500 turbos, I'm going to be on the line for five minutes. Yeah. I think I even asked Nick beforehand. I was like, hey, like, if I'm building boosts, like, how long is going to be too long? Like, if I'm running, if I'm sitting there on the brakes for two minutes, like, our EGT is going to run, run away on me. And he's like, oh, no, you'll have no problem building boosts, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure? Like how long has it been since you drove this like i feel like no, replace, S 500. no replacement for displacement yeah you know, that's, that's it man and no i mean she came alive right away and i because I, he's got it's like a proprietary manifold on there right yep. that he designed but yeah so thing comes out of the hole like crazy i mean power like i've never felt i mean being inside the thing was insane i mean it felt like the thing almost wanted to do a kickflip the way the, the thing just pulled up but going going hit third lock up the converter keeps taking off like a rocket and next thing i you know rpms are on the red line and uh, you could just feel like you, you're you losing the inertia yeah so i i unlocked the converter relocker real quick just thinking i don't know what the hell i was thinking i was like maybe i could relock the converter it'll be fine same thing bounces the limiter so i just threw it down the second and finished the pull so it was only like a 250 pull it wasn't anything far but yeah so after i limped it off the line pulled the dipstick out, and there was metal on the dipstick. So I was like, well, (laughs) that's never a good sign.
1: But you were able to drive it back on the trailer? Yes. So So that progress. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Which, at first, when I got up to the trailer, it was like, nope, I'm not moving no more. I had a little bit of, like, roll in second (laughs) if I really got after it. First and third were gone. So I got it up to the dovetail, and I was like, oh, let's let it cool down and wait and then get the winch out if we have to. After it cooled down, pulled right up on the trailer on its own power. So I was like, that's... You know, I feel good about that. Yeah, that's to, a win. That's a win. We ended up pulling the trans out of it, and it looked like a bushing had walked out of the stator and the pump, wiped out one of the seals, and then the pump was gone, trying to do everything it could to make line pressure, and it just wasn't happening.
1: So it sounds like it wasn't an expensive mishap.
2: Compared uh, to all the failures before, yeah. it, I'd say this is the best one. Well, this is your new bargaining
1: tool for next year. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm already working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I'm thinking of the sales pitch in my mind already. No, I mean,
1: you're clearly a natural, so that's awesome.
0: What a blast. What a cool truck. I love yep. talking about this truck. I got to jump in it and do a couple of uh, test uh, launches with Jason in the parking lot as well. Yep. Honestly, most fun I've ever had in a truck, nice. even just in a parking lot. Like like straight up just in the parking lot of just spooling it up and launching across the parking lot, which is way too small of an area for a truck with that <laughs> much power yes, and know. stock brakes. Um, yeah, it was fucking badass. It is, it is one of the coolest vehicles I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. it gets crazy
2: attention out there. I mean, I thought the Power Stroke got a lot of attention because they're like, oh, mission's on. Like, it's a real pretty truck. So people always come up with the powers, but, dude, I mean, I don't think anybody could pass that truck. whether, whether breaking you... their neck or actually coming yeah. up. Whether
1: <laughs> the spectator <laughs> likes the shop, likes our you know mission statement, what we believe in, what we do, can't it does it. not matter. You can't deny that truck, and anybody and their sister comes and looks at it. So yeah.
0: it's pretty cool. Awesome. Bolt. Jaden, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking some time out of uh, wrenching and come up and talking to us. Anytime. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And I'm Jaden McKinley. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Tell you the
1: original story about that piece of shit. Oh, really? Me.